The Feast of Pentecost is near and dear to my heart, and it brings the Easter season to a close with this great feast, and it's meant to launch us and to feed us in such a way that we can re-enter ordinary time, and we're living in anything but ordinary times, but to go out and to be and to really be the church that we've been, we've been formed to be. And I love this particular, um, the readings, the, the word that is given to us. We have two different kind of images of this Pentecost. We have that image of the Acts of the Apostles where the disciples are all in this room, but through a strong driving wind and the sound of the wind and tongues as flames of fire resting upon the disciples. This is a very powerful image. And all of a sudden, they have the capacity to speak in, in tongues that they, that, it, that they didn't know. And at least those who were, who were listening to them were hearing them in their, in their, in their foreign tongues. And these, and these disciples would go out and begin to proclaim this good news. They were no longer held captive in this house. They are now set free to proclaim this Jesus Christ risen from the dead and this and the Holy Spirit is empowering them and they certainly would end up bringing this message to the ends of the world. This is a little different than John's image that we have in the Gospel today where Jesus after his resurrection appears to the disciples in the room but their doors are locked out of fear of the Jews. They are filled with fear. And he says to them, peace be with you. And then he tells them, as I have been sent, so I will send you. And they will be sent and he breathes on them, which may sound strange in a time where we're living where we can't be breathing on anyone. We breathe on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And it's in this reception of the Holy Spirit that every single one of us has received in our baptism, strengthened by confirmation, that and, and for those of us who have been ordained, we, 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 we live out this Holy Spirit and the power of this Holy Spirit in very special ways. And that's kind of what I've been reflecting on this particular year at Pentecost. Typically, I enjoy the John's version of Pentecost, this, this very, because it's, it's intimate, it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's peace be with you. And yes, our world and our country needs to hear that message again, peace be with you. But I, w I was thinking this year, what we probably really need to be focusing on is the mightiness, the powerfulness of the Holy Spirit. To remember the spirit that we have received, what is happening uh, with this Holy Spirit. We are called, St. Paul writes to the Christians of Corinth. He says, this spirit has been given to you, to each one of you, for some benefit. Not just your benefit for you, yourself, but for the benefit of the world. We are literally received the Spirit to be gift. And, all, and, and many times when we sit there and we hear about the Holy Spirit, we talk about it as being gift, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about 
just, you know, the, this wonderful and beautiful gift. Pentecost is also the feast that I celebrate as my anniversary to priesthood. It was the first homily as a priest I would ever, I would ever give. And it was on that day that I, I sat there and uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Archbishop Lasney laid hands on me and then he would consecrate my hands with the sacred chrism so that I, during the celebration of Holy Mass and the power of the Holy Spirit, can, would, can receive normal bread and wine and they will be transformed into the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is what you two are here to receive your very first time today. And that's huge because he wants to be in you and you in him so that he can walk with you in this life forever. That's what we start, that's what you're starting to do, to do today. In the receiving of Holy Communion, he wants to be in you and you in him. He will never leave you orphaned. He tells his disciples, I will never leave you orphaned. So that's why he's given us this Holy Spirit to be with us always. And it is in these times where I, I think that, you know, I, I love this beautifully sung responsorial psalm today, that this Holy Spirit is also called to renew. To renew, refresh, to re-enliven the church in our world once again. It is, it is a spirit that is, it needs to bring, bring calm and peace to the anger and to the injustices that we are, that we are seeing these days. It is the, it is the fear that it, it needs to transform with some courage and some calm to the, these times of pandemic. It is this Holy Spirit that has the power to heal, to heal from infirmities. And it's this Holy Spirit that guides us guides us in this life. In the midst of all that can seem very chaotic, the Holy Spirit makes certain that we can walk in this life amongst, in the midst of all of its craziness with a sense of purpose. As a people with a message. As a people who can bring hope to despair who can bring joy to, to, to people who are, who are just all messed up. We can bring pardon and peace to sinners. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been leaning in on that pretty heavily these days. And we might think to ourselves too, that the Holy Spirit, we've received it and stuff like that. And I don't, it doesn't seem very powerful to me. Well, we got to allow God to be God. We need to be, let God be bigger than our issues. And I can tell you that the, the day I was ordained 16 years ago, as powerful as that day was, it has been 16 years of unpacking the gift I received that day. We, can, we are always in formation. We are always being renewed 
if we allow God to renew us. But we just need to offer him a little more space in our lives. And so I pray. I pray that I, on the morning of Pentecost, the very first time, I pray that we can invite the Holy Spirit once again into the church of our hearts. And that in our hearts, and we will allow that to grow in such a way that we can be a people who has something to say. So a message that is, pro, that is able to be proclaimed. A story that can continue to be told. I pray that the, that the Holy Spirit may come into the church of your homes. That, that in that church of your homes, that can be a dwelling place of Christ. And in that dwelling place of Christ, we can leave that home and be messengers of that Christ, the healer, the redeemer, the savior. And I absolutely pray for the, for the Holy Spirit to come and to renew the, the church throughout the world that we can continue speaking in every tongue in every tongue and touching all the souls to which we're sent to speak the message of the Paschal mystery that continues to be our realities. Life, death, suffering. We need to remember that this is not, this is, this is not just where we're supposed to be, to, to, to stay. The Holy Spirit reminds us over and over again that this is, we are members of the resurrected body of Christ. You too will receive in communion the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he can walk with you everywhere. He'll never leave you orphaned. So my brothers and sisters, let us, let God be God. Let's ask him to be bigger than our concerns Let's ask him to empower us to truly be his messengers of peace. And let us bring to the world the gift that we were meant to be. Let us be gift to our world.